So, Mrs. Tango, let's say we're in a club or we're in an event like Naughty New Orleans or Desire, and we sit at a table with a very sexy female couple, and they tell us they're together and that they're married. What would you think? That they were a lesbian couple and that I was going to have a really good time that evening, and you can watch if you want. (laughs) But what would your thoughts be if they told you, no, we're not gay, we're both bi? Then the game gets more interesting. A few more permutations there. (laughs) Yes, the head would start kind of spinning with, okay, how... The head? The head, well... (laughs) I hope that doesn't spin too much, but... But you'd certainly be thinking, okay, uh, how's the math going to work on this one? Tonight, we're going to interview a couple that is a female-female bisexual couple that are married to each other. We met this couple in New Orleans a few months ago, and they were interesting, and we thought you might enjoy hearing about them and hearing them. Today is Saturday October 20th, and you are listening to Two or More to Tango. As Mrs. Tango mentioned before the uh, music, we did meet a couple, Tori and Saul, down in Naughty, New Orleans. Spent some time with them, had a brunch with them, and discovered they are very funny. Sexy. Very articulate. Beautiful. And just a lot of fun to be with. And we found out recently, and we're Twitter friends with them. And we found out recently that they're coming out with a podcast. So What's that podcast called? Torrid Souls. And we'll mention that several times tonight. Okay. So we thought that we'd ask them if they'd be kind enough to join us tonight and do an interview with us and let you, our listeners, listen to them. I think you'll all be really, really interested in their podcast because they do have a very different approach. They are, if we thought a the unicorn was rare, the single female. Then a married female-female couple is even more rare. If they're bi. If they're bi. Yeah, there there are couples out there, sapphic swingers, for example, that are female couples that are gay. But I don't think we've ever run into a couple where they're both women and they're married to each other and they're bi. And they're in the lifestyle. And so... It should be a very interesting podcast, and they're very interesting, and so let's just get right to the interview with them. Mrs. Tango. Yes, Mr. Tango. 
We have on the phone with us, well, actually on the Skype, after about 30 minutes worth of fudging around, Tori and Sol, who we first met in New Orleans. And they are fun and beautiful and hot and sexy. And they're going to do a new podcast. And we, the first time, what we should have done, you two, is when we had that breakfast or lunch or brunch or whatever it was at... Um, Café Beignet. Café Beignet at Naughty mm-hmm. New Orleans. We should have just recorded that and we'd have this already done. Except I think maybe we would have got a lot of music, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but I don't know if we'd have had to pay for it. Maybe we should have, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that background music made it a little tricky to chat sometimes, but it was good. Yeah, it was a great breakfast. So uh, we, we met Tori and Saul in Naughty in New Orleans this past year, and I think we met you guys on Twitter before we got down there. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. And they are fun, as Mrs. Tango said, very sexy couple, and they're a little different than your average couple in the lifestyle. Why don't you all describe who you are? <laughs> All right. Well, I know we are different. We like to call it fab normal, but regardless. Um, so I always say we're weird or abnormal, and, and Soul's always quick to say, no, it's fab normal. We are fab normal. <laughs> so, but thank you for the, for the very gracious introduction. Um, so, yes, we are a same sex female couple, and we have been in lifestyle for about three years now. We've been together way lot longer than that, well over a decade. So we have decided to start to bring our voices to the whatever the internet air as it would be, <laughs> and, <let me laughs> and start our podcast. Why don't one of Why don't you say your name so people can associate which voice goes with which name? Perfect. Yes, I'm Tori, and I'm Soul. Okay, go ahead and 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 tell more about yourself. What can I tell you about us? So, well, you you said that we were fun and different, and uh, you missed the part that makes it fun. What's the part that makes it fun? The bisexual part. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you kind of glossed over the part that makes you a little bit different. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> not not different in terms of of ladies that are bisexual in the lifestyle, but different in terms of a female couple that is also bisexual. Mm-hmm. Yes, because uh, based on our experience, we've met maybe two other female same-sex couples. and uh, In the lifestyle. In the lifestyle, and everybody else would describe as heterosexual. And yes, agreed that you know maybe 80%, if not higher, of the women in the heterosexual couples, uh, the woman identifies as bisexual. So to come across two women identifying as bisexual and together makes it a little spicy. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is different. And I, I will talk about this a little bit more, but I, I know you, there are probably a lot of people that make a lot of assumptions about you too. Yeah. Usually the first assumption that people have is because we have chosen our primary relationship to be with another woman. They assume that when we are in the lifestyle, then that's what we're seeking would be to play with other women all of the time. And, and so that's usually the first assumption that comes the, the second. I don't even know. 
I, I suppose that would be a first assumption. The other is just plain confusion where sometimes it seems <laughs> <laughs> we've even like when we were at Desire one time, we actually had um, a couple came up to us at the end of the week and started chatting with us and said, yeah, some people told us we should go talk to you guys because you're really nice and you're friendly and you're good to get to know. And they were scared of us. They were they didn't know what to think think they didn't know what to take of it so they didn't want to talk to us well they had had an experience with the same sex female yeah. couple were that were kind of negative and i don't know sort yeah, it, of man hating or something i'm not quite sex, sure gay couple yeah they identified as as more as lesbian as lesbian yeah, yeah. and, and uh, they when they finally came up and spoke to us they said we're sorry that it took us so long to come and talk to you because now you know you're leaving but just let you know that the reason why we didn't is because we met another same-sex female couple and they were scary <laughs> and angry <laughs> and we didn't want to have to go through another scary, angry moment. And so we waited till the end and in case it was <laughs> and then we would be leaving. But now that they heard from everybody else who had spoken to us how, you know, we were pleasant normal. we were and how we actually had interesting things to say. That they came over and and said hi and and it was great because we that's one of the main reasons why we've decided to you know do a podcast because we found that in speaking with people we have an interesting version of life we've done a lot of personal work and couples will come up to us and start talking about whatever's going on with them and then we have this different viewpoint and they're like oh never thought of that. Oh, wow, that's interesting. So that kept going. And we had people saying that over and over. Uh, you should do a podcast. We're like, <laughs> even so much so that somebody named our podcast before for us. we even had it. Yeah. So what is that what motivated you to start your podcast? And tell us what the name of your podcast is. I guess that would be helpful, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the No Name Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, our na the name of our podcast is Torrid Souls, which, um, as we uh, explained in our introductory episode, actually was gifted upon us because of the fact that our names are Tori and Soul. And someone came up and said, "Hey, I got the perfect name for you," and and she was right. It, it is a perfect name. We just didn't embrace it in the moment, but we are here now. We had to look up the definition before we embraced it. Yeah. <laughs> so we looked up Torrid, and we're like. Hey, okay. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's not the hot and dry version. It's the passionate, passionate version and <laughs> soul being my name. Uh, and then that being the essence of a human being, we've discovered that we are finding out more about ourselves individually and as a couple. So finding out the essence of who we are and, and together the essence of who we are in the world. So it was kind of interesting how somebody just gifted us this name and it was just so perfect yeah so we really there's a lot about what we the way we see the world where we see things things are not generally accidents things happen for a reason so it may have been a year before we were ready for it but it was mess these are messages to say that we have stuff to share that we have stories and things to share that can help people and because in our travels, we love to travel and we travel in a lot of different circles, not just lifestyle circles. And everywhere that we've gone, we hear time and time again about how people enjoy our stories and that we help them and we help them to see things differently and help them to open their minds. Um, and feel good and to feel good and to actually enjoy life. It doesn't matter whether it's lifestyle or not, but just enjoy life, whether it's enjoy life 
as just simply a, a grown adult or as a traveler or as a parent or in this case in the lifestyle. And so we really enjoy doing that. We love watching light bulb moments for people and helping to create them and just having fun. I will say after we sat with y'all down at Naughty New Orleans and had brunch and and I, I felt kind of guilty because we sat and talked for how long? <laughs> hour, hour and a half. Hour and a half or so. And I, I, yeah. I knew you, you weren't down there to sit with us and talk. <laughs> so, oh, it was awesome. It was amazing. But, we loved it. We, but I, I, there's a part of me that, that wants to tell people that are going to be listening to your new podcast. You know, you, you come for the sexy and you stay for the intellect because you guys. <laughs> hey, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> you can use that as a tagline. You, you can line. use that. Come for yeah. the sexy, stay for the. We get gifted more stuff. <laughs> but I mean, you guys—you guys are pretty deep, and you're good storytellers. Yeah, uh, we could have sat there for a long time and talked, but Saul, you've already used more big words than most podcasts in the lifestyle out there, anyway. <laughs> Well, I actually looked up a word. I don't know if you saw, but I uh, had post, posted recently. I was looking up the word erudite yes. because I wanted to lo- know if I was using it correctly in the sentence I wanted to use it in. And I looked up the definition. You, no, you Googled, Googled use erudite in, in a, a sentence. sentence. And I got the audio version of the how to use it in a sentence. And I was shocked. Somebody has fudged with some computer system somewhere and managed to get this computer automated version to give it use erudite in a sentence that is completely sexual when that word is not completely sexual. So just Google it and you will be astounded. It's hilarious. Okay, I know what we're doing in a bit. I know. <laughs> I, and now I can't use that word ever without laughing because it has completely changed the definition for something different and new and fun and definitely x-rated <laughs> so tell me how did y'all meet well originally we actually met through a, a club that was designed for bisexual women so it was a club that we were attending different events we would attend things like they had potluck dinners and then they had hot tub parties, hot tub parties and <laughs> went out to strip clubs and there was all different everything from really really tame to really not so tame um, it wasn't in a lifestyle type of environment, but it definitely wasn't completely vanilla either. I just didn't even know lifestyle existed really much back then. And so we were attending some of these events and we met at, it was dancing actually, we met on the dance floor at one of the sort of nightclub type takeover things that they did. And it was it was a blast. We danced like crazy the first night and there was definitely some sparks going there. And Yeah, it was interesting to have that much energy and be blown away by that much energy of meeting somebody in in that moment that I didn't really know what to do with it. But it was mutual, which was even more powerful. Mm -hmm. And at the time, we were both still married to men. This was completely above board. They knew we were at this event. We had their blessings. There was nothing hidden, nothing shady or seedy about it at all, um, because that's just not how we are. So your your husbands were fine with you being bi. Yeah, oh, they were totally fine with it. But of course, I think like many men's fantasy, the idea was they thought that, oh, well, cool. Well, maybe then she'll bring home a woman sometime and we can have some fun. So I think that was always kind of in the back. I don't, none of the four of us even ever dreamed that Sol and I would fall for each other, that we would fall for another woman and that's the way the life would turn. Had you experienced with another woman being bi at the time? 
yeah, we both had some very limited experience in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like you hear the stories of people where there's just times where they end up um, playing with a, a girlfriend or something in, in college or different things like that. So we both had some similar sort of one-off experiences here and there. I, I'll speak for myself. Um, it wasn't purely from a sexual perspective. It was meeting somebody and being connected to them instantly. There's the you intellect heard, thing again. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've heard people say love at first sight, and it's not always just a physical attraction. Um, it's just this, I always say there was a bigger force working. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't in my control. Uh, if it was left up to me, it would not have happened. So just the the events that happened that I showed up and we met, and uh, this person is how I see it. Not that it was a woman, it was a person, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with the person, and we we get along so well, even though we've been together now many, many years, we get along extremely well, and, and this, the logo that we have for Torrid Souls pretty much describes yeah, who we it's are. to look like yin-yang. So, so it's a yin-yang, but if you look closely, it's actually two bodies. And uh, I did not see that, and I've looked at the uh-huh. logo on Twitter forever, looking up logo. Uh, looking Zoom in. I am zooming in right <laughs> as we speak, and you will on see on the little uh, Twitter where we were trying to figure out how to connect. It is. <laughs> Holy crap! How did I miss that? <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> so you 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 draw them in with one thing, and they yeah. get something else. Huh? Wow. Oh, by the way, while we're doing that, uh, since you you do have the podcast, we are talking about that. Why don't you tell people who you are on Twitter? So, yeah, we go by the handle Torrid Souls as well on Twitter. Um, We are definitely active on Twitter. We love it there. The Twitter community is amazing with the podcasting community, with the listeners. uh, Just I'd actually never really been on Twitter before I started listening to podcasts and I never go back now. It's amazing. I love everybody there. So everybody go find them on Twitter and look at their logo. <laughs> I feel so dumb, so mindless. Here we are trying to do mindful meditation, and it's like I go right past yeah. that. Um, it's so okay. It's, fast it's, uh, it's something you have to, to, to uh, get close to us to see. Yeah. <laughs> fast forward to you're together, you're a, an established couple. How did you get into the lifestyle? So the short story about getting into the lifestyle, is there a short version? I'm not sure. But basically... um, You have to save the longer version for your podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, basically, there was discussion, sort of bedroom pillow talk about, hey, I started it, actually. This is Tori speaking. um, That, hey, it would be cool to, to have been able to see you with your husband or to see you with a man. And that would have been neat to see. And her looking at me like I lost my mind and going, <laughs> Was there alcohol involved? <laughs> and actually, no. no. <laughs> and I thought maybe, you know, what am I missing here? Because my understanding from this, from that point, uh, before that point anyway, is that you're a couple and then there's always that element of jealousy or that uh, side where somebody thinks it's now a marriage, so we kind of own each other in a certain way. And how we long have you been married? Yeah, we, we just got married. We just got married this year. So six months, okay. I guess. So. Yeah. But we but, were together. But for... the relationship was pretty much, except for signing papers, we, we were pretty much married. And so it was very unusual for me to hear um, Tori say, 
things like, oh, that would have been interesting to see. And she said it several times. And I was like, so you guys, have, you, huh? you guys know well, lifestyle she, terms. So, you know, yeah. the word compersion. Yes. And yes. And I completely relate to the word compersion. Okay, soul, you're, so, so you're the big word person. Explain to people what compersion means. Well, the way I describe compersion or the way I understand it is is getting extreme joy out of someone that you love or care about getting right. uh, experiencing joy. So when she so the idea that j- basically that part of sexual interactions with men works really well for her was like, wow, I would love to see that and actually see the flesh version. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so how many times was, did she tell you that before you caught on that she really wanted to see that? Uh, she said probably five times over <laughs> a few years that she kept saying, oh, that would be cool. When, you know, and then yeah. started just saying things like, you know, I can imagine this or I can imagine that. That would be so cool. That would be so cool. That would be so cool. And I kept saying, are you serious? And she goes, yeah. And then she told me stories about how that would not bother her because it, she just doesn't have a jealous bone in her body. She just doesn't know what jealousy is. It, it's not her. Yeah, for me, the my primary my primary relationship is always what I consider. It's like I put it on a very high pedestal. So I put a lot of energy and emphasis into my primary relationship. And I, and I've always seen it that way. So to me, there's nothing that can necessarily um, threaten that, so to speak, like, sometimes relationships end and you move on. And that's what happened with our first partners. And then we moved on to this relationship. But it was still very honoring, there was still proper closure in both of those. It was not any knockdown, drag out. Anything was horrible. We're still friends. We're still friends with our um, previous partners, and so I, I've never seen the idea of jealousy. It just doesn't make sense to me because there's an honoring that if uh, something is changing, if something is shifting, if something is adjusting, I'm going to communicate that to my partner. Like I remember having a conversation with my ex-husband when he was still my husband, and saying at the time, "Oh, gee, well, what do you think I'm going to do?" Like she's married with kids like how where am I gonna go because we just met but yet he could see the connection and then after that I'm like wow I had to say you know I know you know how I said that (laughs) (laughs) this this is the next step of what I'm feeling and I remember sitting on the couch with him and we were crying because I just could not understand how the heck is this changing how is my life changing so quickly and so and how much it was going to affect him and how it was affecting us. And so there was a lot of honoring conversations involved in that. Um, and so I don't, I don't experience jealousy. I know taking away from the sexy stuff, but I don't experience jealousy because of the fact that I just believe that it's about communication and you anything two, you, you worked out. You two have been together, I think you said in your episode zero, about 10 years. Over, yeah, over, over 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like there's a real trust between you two. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I, I, Mrs. Tango and I have talked about, I don't know that we could have done the lifestyle in our first years of our marriage. Oh, no. Not in the first 20 years. Well, 10 maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 10 for you. <laughs> one, we were a lot less mature just overall back then. We got, as you can tell, we, we, we got married at 12, I think, if you look at how long we got married, right? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But seriously, I I don't think that we had the security in each other that we do today. 
I mean, today mm-hmm. there's just, there's never even a thought. Now I know. He signed a contract and he's not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, I mean there, there's just such a, we have gone through so much of life together. We can't imagine not being together. And so there's absolutely no, you know, no, no jealousy, no no fear of that kind of thing. But I sometimes... We're that cliched couple that finishes each each other's sentences. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I think part of it... (laughs) Part of it has to do with um, how you come into the relationship, what it is you're coming into the relationship for, and how you're hoping that will, some people think, complete them, what's missing... Uh, that sort of determines how you interact with each other and then move forward from there. So oftentimes people get married in their, say, 20s, and we're still all developing in our 20s. Right. And there's a lot to have to navigate. Uh, developing and, as an individual, figuring yeah. out who you are. So when we do see couples in their 20s together and in the lifestyle, we're like, wow. Yeah, we're the same <laughs> way. I, I don't know how they do it when they're that young. There's a lot that do. I mean, we know yeah. we know some couples that are friends of ours that are – Everybody looks like they're 20 to us anymore, but but uh, that are younger, and they have a great relationship. So I, it's not just age, right? I mean, we, we know couples that are our age that still don't have the security with each other to do mm-hmm. I mean, It's all about the couple, and I hate to use that cliched word. It's all about the communication. It's all about trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so how did you get involved in your very first lifestyle adventure together did y'all go to a club did you find somebody online did you go to the grocery store over there feeling the melons come over here no. does, does that upside down pineapple thing still work <laughs> well for us the we are gifted to live in toronto which is a pretty big city with some pretty amazing clubs so we discovered about the concept of sex clubs going to one of those sex trade shows that they had, and they had a booth there. And so we had heard about that and that this was a nice, sexy place to be that had a hot tub and had a pool, and it was just a really welcoming, warm place. The staff that we met at this expo gave us some uh, coupons to come and give it a try and just kind of said it's a place to be able to be naked and just relax and be with each other and do whatever you like. And so we gave it a try. And so the first few times that we went to some of these clubs, it was just the two of us and just loving to be in a sexy environment. As you hear a lot of people, that's how they start in the lifestyle is just being around and then seeing how things happen. And then from there, of course, the discussions start happening about what we saw and what would be fun or or let's just fantasize about what if we did something like that, what would it look like? And and I think yeah. that's... It, we took baby steps and and... and we learned to go uh, as fast as the slowest person mm-hmm. and I was the slowest person. So it was more of a discussion while we were in the environment. And uh, I think the very first uh, experience we had was quite nerve wracking for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we were at the club. It was an afternoon and I think there was maybe five people. Yeah, it was a pretty quiet afternoon. And uh, this gentleman struck up a conversation with us at the at the bar, and he seemed like a really nice guy. And he uh, he was very single guy. He was very um, laid back, and 
He'd been in the lifestyle for a while, so he was a pretty nice guy that way. And uh, he said, I just just want to watch you two. Which, since then, we've learned (laughs) to watch out for those words, because those people are not always the respectful people. We were fortunate, because our first experience with this guy, he was true to his word. Um, So that was pretty cool that he he would do what he said he would do, as opposed to just say that to get close. Yeah, we've found, uh, now with experience... That's that's code sometimes for, oh, I'm just going to watch. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we've had to come up with uh, stricter and stricter boundaries. And it has helped us because it has made us more confident individually and collectively. Yeah. Because now we know things are possible that we didn't intend or we didn't specifically say no to. And stuff happened and we were like, okay, so next time we're going to make sure to say this, this, this and this. And uh, so now it's going really well. It's it's you know it's almost like a a system where we we know mostly what we can expect and at the same time know how to sort of screen mm-hmm. uh, people for based on on how the conversations go. But even as nervous as you were that very first time when she felt comfortable, she did invite him to come in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was still, it was still, we were pretty good at communication right from the get go. Yeah. So, yeah. And you yeah. were that close to seeing her with another guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that close, but not, all that being, not, that not the first time. <laughs> all that being said, do you think it's easier or harder for you, you two to make the sexual connections uh, with other couples because you're I don't want to offend you, but you're no, not no, you're not conventional. You will not be offended. You are a married female couple, but you're bisexual. Is it harder or easier, or is that does that confusion it's factor come in? <laughs> it is. We find it um, conversation starters. We've had situations, for example, where single guys will walk up to us and say, "Darn." after they found out we're together and they might walk away and we're like, Hey, wait a minute. You just made an assumption. Everybody We've does. Had- as- everybody does assume that, that you're gay, right? I mean, yes. if they don't know you, I mean, cause yeah, when two women usually. are together they're that's just so unusual that, um, they have to assume that, right? That's, yeah. that's the assumption. Yes. Do you yeah. wear buttons or t-shirts or something? <laughs> No, usually what we've found is that, so to answer um, the question specifically about connecting with people, is what we've had to do, and myself speaking personally, is I've had to become a little more outgoing at meeting people and saying hi and just talking to people. Um, When we're trying to make a connection with people, like often when we go to events, like Naughty, when we were with you guys there, um, when we met you there, uh, we will go there to meet and make new friends to make, um, we call them like sexy friendships. Um, it's not necessarily play friends, but it's people that there's no, no discussion that's off the table. Like we can talk about anything we can, if we're in their area of the country, we can go and visit. Um, so we really enjoy making those connections, but we found that we have to reach out oftentimes and say hi and smile. But I think that's the same for everybody, but even more so for us because people have no clue how to approach us. Right. When it is when it is time that we're looking for play friends, we predominantly play with single men. So as Soul was saying, that's where they will sometimes approach us because they think we're two single women. And they're like, oh, okay, so you guys are friends? And we're like, no, we're partners. And then that's where sometimes they'll walk away. Oh, darn. And we're like, well, no, hang on. If, if he's cute and we want to keep him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come back here. <laughs> 
So, so the I, other scenario that we have encountered is uh, where couples uh, will see us and they will sometimes will be watching us from previous to coming to talk to us. They may see us on the dance floor. They may see us kissing or whatever, uh, holding hands. And then uh, the wife or a female partner will come over and assume that we would want more of that. Right. And uh, that's not the case with us. Um, but sometimes it's a question and we explain how we are and what we're looking for. And sometimes it's not, it's no words and it's just uh, they may come and start kissing us. And we're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I can imagine for that male-female couple it being a little confusing or intimidating uh um, and 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 mrs tango just wrote a question for me to ask him and that's why i paused there but i mm-hmm. i mean i'm picturing mrs tango and i sitting with a couple of of ladies like you two mm-hmm. and sitting there thinking okay i i know if this was a guy and a girl or a single woman how this would go but okay how does it go when there's two women and my wife and me <laughs> exactly and that's, that's got to be a little confusing and does that and does that change change with each situation yeah so if, i think for again it's because it's something different i suppose it's no different than how can i draw an analogy i guess if a couple if you were meeting a couple that their first language wasn't english so there's going to be different ways you have to try to communicate or try to figure out do i even want to try to communicate with them is this going to be too challenging so i think there's different ways of um that might be intimidating because it's just different than the norm yeah but i do agree that it is um something that kind of a, a brain twister to see two women and then walk over and go okay because I'm visual, so I would start picturing scenarios. How is this all going to fit together? Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> as one guy, how am I going to to navigate three women? That's oh. a lot. <laughs> one poor woman's guy. a lot. Poor guy. <laughs> you know, poor guy. Um, so I can understand from that perspective. And there's been a few times um, where, when we have discussions, and then they say, "Well, what are you into, or how do you play?" And when we describe that we mostly play with uh, single guys, um, we've had a little bit of a backing away. Yeah. Because then the wife thinks that we want her husband. Mm-hmm. And not her. And not so. her. So how does that work? But we don't play with couples who are not okay with that. Okay. Couples have to be connected. And if it's something, it's been very rare where the wife says, go ahead, have fun. Tell me about it. Do you ever play with both the man and the woman in a couple? We have. It's sort of a bit rare. I guess the best way we describe it is because the two of us have each other. And right. we the, be, the best description can be oftentimes you will see that there are heterosexual couples that are in the lifestyle. And one of the main reasons they got into the lifestyle is because the female part of the couple is bisexual and she's interested in playing with women. Right. And often in those scenarios, the man never oftentimes won't even ever um, get with the other woman. It'll just be girl-on-girl play. And then the husband plays with his own wife in that same sort of trio. So that is kind of similar in the sense with us is that we are a same-sex couple and we get a whole lot of this. So for us, 
it's not that we're opposed. We love the human, the human female form. Obviously, we like each other a lot. Um, but it's not that we're seeking or yearning for that outside of it because we get a lot of that with each other. So when the scenario is right and when there's a great connection and when everything feels great, then yes, that can be something that happens. But because let's put it this way, we work really well together. So, <laughs> um, so, um, the, to, to get that with another female added in, sometimes that can be a bit tricky, um, because women that are seeking with other women, if they don't have a lot of experience, I don't know, we heard the term, what was it? Bi-furious. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Actually. Yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the women that say that I'm bi-furious, which means that like they just, they really yearn for it and they really want that. And they want a lot of that, or they haven't had much experience they're very very limited in their exposure that doesn't tend to be a great match for us because they're just it's not. it's different i would say because from what we've experienced because we have been with women um who have at the beginning when the husband said could you just you know take my wife over there and have mm-hmm. some fun with her and, and and there was a situation earlier on where you know we were open to trying anything just so we can say we tried it and we know, mm-hmm. yep, let's do that again. Or nope, that's a big tall glass of nope. <laughs> <laughs> but with the beginning situations where we tried those, we found it was a little too much um, trying to emulate what a guy would do with us. But they were women it, it was very confusing. I don't know if I'm making sense, but they they would do to us what guys would do to them. And that's not how it or works. Or they would do what they see in porn or things yes. like that, which mm-hmm. is not the same. Like it's, women that have had anything more than the occasional experience with women know that women on women experience and play is very, very different than the masculine feminine. It's, it's, it's much more tends to be not always, I can't put an umbrella over everyone, but um, it tends to be more sensual, it tends to be more um, body, body contact, contact and, and soft and slow, and slow build up yeah. to something yeah magnificent and um what we experienced was it came in too fast and furious there's differences because we're both women we're not exactly the same we don't have the same things that work for us yeah that's the part about that one guy with three women that would be we think is hilarious we've had chats about it's this. like okay so, so you, you have three different okay, sets of knobs so and buttons don't, don't, <laughs> don't be rough with her nipples be rough with her nipples she likes penetration yeah. she's not so fond of it if you go down there on her yeah. it's not going to do anything but over here this works well you but put, you got to be good take, at it you could just take markers and write on each woman their preferences right <laughs> we need a instructions right under the belly button yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I think you're right. Not that you need my validation, but um, you know, we I, feel so much better, though, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, we can we can end now that you've had my validation. Um, <laughs> now, seriously though, when I watch Mrs. Tango with another woman, where they're really into each other, I mean, they can just make out for an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just and it's hot, and I sense it's not just foreplay for the rest. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. So, so Mrs. Tango, please tell us your experience with uh, another woman and how you would say that's different from being with a man, if I may ask. Oh, it, 
it's it's totally different the 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 sensations and and what a man thinks you're not going to hurt my feelings <laughs> <laughs> she's going to say what a man thinks i want <laughs> yeah kind of sort of yeah well it's kind of what we alluded to so yeah it makes sense keep going and you know a woman she gets what the feeling is. She gets the sensations and she knows what this feels like and she knows what that feels like. And I think for me, anyhow, it's just a whole nother breed. Men and women aren't the same. That's all another profound statement. You can use that in your podcast too. <laughs> okay. I, I've copyrighted that. <laughs> I'm gonna write a book. Men and women aren't the same, but, but, uh, I think it, it, it's challenging for men to understand that, like for a woman, uh, they don't always want you to immediately go to the clit, right? And just immediately stroke it hard. Like, I mean, guys are really simple. They got one button. <laughs> <laughs> and women are like this control board that I have in front of me with eight million knobs, and I don't know what half of them do. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, sometimes you just have to press the diagnosis, right? <laughs> Tell me what and they can be as confusing as it was we were trying to figure out how to connect <laughs> earlier. It was a metaphor. Yeah, it was a metaphor. Yeah, Sometimes I, you just got to ask, how do I do this? I yeah. wish there was a, a auto-fix button sometimes. Yeah, women, um, again, I'm just going to stereotype in this moment, but women change with the weather and with the time of the month and how their day went and you know, what worked last time was awesome. And then you try it again and it's like, nope. Yeah. And it's just, it's can, it can be confusing. Uh, it's not a, a simple formula. Um, I'm not saying men are simple, but as you said, there's that one button that for most men, it's on know, off. It's on off. Um, I know there's differences with pressure and, and uh, well, I know when how we've... fast you stroke things that will change for some <laughs> men. They're like, ooh, not so hard, please, you know. And um, so there's differences there, but it's still basically the same area that you're working right, with right. a few little other areas that we've always asked men, so what is it that you like? And they and look at us like dumbfounded. Uh, anything, because <laughs> we do. Because we'll have the conversations before play, like I'm sure lots of people do in the lifestyle do. Like, what do you like to? And and then just look at us like you're seriously asking me. And we have to. So like, do you like your nipples touched? Do you like them? You know, rough or mm -hmm, soft mm -hmm. or? And they you know, do you like your neck? nibbled on your ears do you like your hair pulled do you like to be you know choked <laughs> uh do you like to be spanked like you know there's so many things M uh, mrs tango left she'll be back in a minute <laughs> i went i think she went down to the sibian she'll be right back <laughs> after, li after listening to that <laughs> Here, here's a should question. have had the sibian up there yeah uh, Here, here's a question uh do your vanilla friends know that you're bi? That we've had a discussion with each other about because we hear about people um, in the lifestyle and some of the other podcasters talk about whether they're out or not um, to the rest of their community about lifestyle and then about the bisexual side of things. And then on Twitter, there's been a lot of discussions about this too. Um, the the conundrum that you get, hey, there's another big word for you. Um, the conundrum <laughs> that you get with bisexuality is that by announcing that to what is normally um, 
the monogamous world, you're kind they don't understand why you feel you need to announce that. Ah, so right. if you are announcing you're bisexual in what is normally understood as an, you are in a monogamous relationship, why do we need to know that? Because you've chosen to be with, in this case, we've chosen to be with this woman. So if you've chosen to be with this one person, why do we need to know that you still like men? Right. So it's, it's, it, it opens, it's, it, it's almost, yeah, it's a moot point. It's almost like it brings up, okay, so then are you trying to tell me that you guys are not exclusive or what are you trying to, t- which opens up a whole nother area of discussion, which for some friends, it might be something we could talk about. But for most people in our no. lives, no, it doesn't make sense to even bring it up. I think people still make assumptions in vanilla world because they see two women together. They assume lesbian and um, they don't ask. And they, the friends that we have that knew we were married to men before or were friends with us when we were married to men and now we're married to each other, just assume we didn't know that we were lesbian. Yeah. So now we're married to each other because we, we discovered that. Mm-hmm. And they just assume that's that we switch what, teams. That yeah. we switch teams. Here we are now. And that's that's all that it is. Um, it's quite interesting because we have traveled with um, lesbian comp- travel Le- companies and we have a lot of lesbian friends who some were married to men before and they, the way they announce it is that they now realize that they were actually lesbians and now they're married to a woman. Uh, we believe, based on how we see the lesbian uh, relationship in different forms, that there is probably a likelihood that some of the couples are bisexual or one of the partners is bisexual, but it is not. It is kind of a taboo thing yeah, in the lesbian more community. Taboo in the lesbian community than it is in so, the street community. So we're kind of closeted in the lesbian community. Well, I was going to ask: Do you get grief from lesbian couples for being bi? They don't know, and if they did, I we we're not comfortable at this point saying that because, as as Tori said, it would bring up something else. Why why do you need to say that you're bi? But now we're we're probably going to start to talk about it a little more in not having that assumption that just because we're with two with each other means we're lesbian, and remind them that we were married to men before, mm-hmm. and we didn't switch teams. We just found a different person. A second marriage, just like anybody else would. It just happens to be that this, this, the other person is the same sex. I was going to ask the question, but I think you've just answered it. So <coughs> you two are not out with your friends. As by well, what we well, you're not as out as in in the lifestyle. No, not there's like two two of our friends that we well one because we whatever showed up at hedonism resort and she was there there. so (laughs) she was there as a single woman and we're like hi um so the but that's also because she's she was reporting and she was writing about her experience there not because she really knew anything about the lifestyle so that was very interesting that was her cover story right yeah exactly so the but yeah, so there's a couple of our friends that we know that we have discussed it with and but just on the very surface, we discuss it enough that if they have questions, we know they know we would answer them. But because they don't ask the questions, we don't provide the information forthcoming. So it's the same thing with like we've had discussions and we're likely going to be doing an episode on our podcast about um, conversations with the kids. So I won't get too much in depth of that our kids are not little, they're big and starting to have conversations with them or with the other people in our life 
what Sol was just mentioning is opening our conversation in the way that we termino- we use our terminology. So, for instance, since the kids were little, we've had discussions about, well, whoever you choose to be with when you're older or are you interested in anyone? We've never said gender. We That was just part of the LGBT training kind of thing. Well, now we're realizing we need to up-level and we have up-leveled our language to include things like poly and, and everything else because when we have our normal discussions with people in our normal life, we need to realize and educate as best we can that these things are all out there. It doesn't mean you have to subscribe to them or do them yourself. But this is to create a better understanding and a better awareness and a better acceptance of all human beings in this world. So, so if you find out your friend is in a in poly a, relationship that you don't go, oh, my God, you just go, <laughs> oh, OK, sure. Or if you, 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 you didn't know that you may want to be in one so that, you know, as they're growing up, they can discover that themselves instead of waiting 20, 30 years so in answer to the question, so in the in the re- other people in the vanilla world of friends and family that we have, by opening up our terminology and the way that we talk, anyone who is interested or curious about something like that may start those conversations. And then we might be willing to have those conversations with them, but we're not initiating to say, hey, by the way, we need to tell you this because we don't we didn't say that when we were married to men. Hey, by the way, we got to talk about our sex life. Like we you just you just don't do that to everybody. Sure. So. Well, I've I've got a lot of questions, but I I don't want to hold you guys a a lot longer. So I want to – one question I want you to answer on your podcast uh, is how are you two alike and how are you two different from each other? But I'm going to let you save that for your own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to hear it. You want to hear that. Okay. And uh, a couple of questions. One, let's talk about your podcast uh, what's your target for how often you'd like to put out new podcasts? Are you shooting for one a month, one a day, one a week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just going to follow us around and it's going to be live feed every that, day, I all like day. It. Just a live cam. People can subscribe, right? Yes. yes. Cam so, girls. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a different industry, but yes, okay. <laughs> Well, new and different. We have to try yeah. stuff. It's like funding, so you can have what, you what say, monetizing your podcast. <laughs> so, what are you shooting for? So, currently, like we've decided amongst ourselves to commit to a minimum of once per month. Okay. Um, we've currently started to discuss the idea that there are Good luck certain. With that. Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, don't don't open up the door for Jay again. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we've uh, we've discussed that we would like to include some interviews with certain people that we think would be of real value to the type of of material that we're wanting to deliver. So whether that means it would be more often or that will continue with the once a month, but that's basically what we're goal okay. our goal is. And and what do you uh, what is your target for for what you'll be talking about? There there are a lot of different kind of podcasts that take a lot of formats. What are you guys going to talk about? Well, for us, our our intent is is going to include some of our stories of what we do and how we do it, but not so much the play-by-play. There's lots of podcasts out there doing them, and I enjoy them as much as everybody else does. Um, and what we want to do is to take a little bit of a turn on that and do it our way, which is to see what lessons we've learned from our experiences. So it will always be weaved in, here's what we're doing, or here's what we did, and here's the lesson we kind of learned from that. Because that's sort of how we see life. That's yeah. 
So that's partly why the new and different is very appropriate because we go and try stuff and see how it affects us. Yeah. And we talk about it afterwards and, and whether we were surprised by how that turned out, uh, good, bad, or doesn't really matter. We always say that, you know, it's either a good time or a good story. And, well, you say, and if you do it if right, you do it's it both. just right. It's, it's both. And so, if it makes you laugh so much, the better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think we will, um, we'll use that as a, a way of discovering just who we are. Some of what our podcast is what we're including is called car clips, which what we've noticed is that when we try to sit down in recording studio and record stuff, it's not necessarily as spicy as when we just record things on the fly. Right. So we have managed to record some snippets of things when we were discovering certain things about ourselves oh, or, or coming back from a club. And so we'll be including those in as many episodes as possible, even though the sound quality is not as good. It It's a real sort of on the streets kind of. And yeah. live emotion of, wow, what was that? Wow. <laughs> your, your own carpool karaoke. I, I love it. <laughs> and I think um, one of the reasons why we've decided to do a podcast is to find our tribe. I think we coming into the lifestyle, as you asked us earlier, that, you know, do the most people don't know in vanilla world that we're bisexual and everybody in the lifestyle that we meet knows we're bisexual. So we're, we're open and out and relaxed and more comfortable. And I think, even within the lifestyle, there's diff- so many different kinds of ways that you can express yourself that uh, it's, you know, to be able to help people navigate it. Mm-hmm. Because once you're in the lifestyle, you still have to find your tribe. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I think everybody has something interesting to say. So this is our interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond your uh, first introductory episode, when can we expect to hear your debut? Well, we have uh, we have several sort of in the bank, so to speak, already. So we'll be releasing them regularly, just waiting for all of the approvals from all of the powers that be that want to uh, post them to the podcast world. So we have we will be rolling them out likely uh, once a week for the first three or four episodes, and then monthly after that is our plan. Okay, so so coming soon, right? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> one of the listener questions that we got, that I, the only one that I'm going to use tonight because this, this person really wanted to make sure that I asked this. <laughs> we have a listener that, that you know named Jay. <laughs> and Jay wants, Jay? I don't know. I, I don't want, you know, we are really into preserving anonymity. That's my big word for the night. I'm so proud of myself that I pronounced it first time and don't have to edit and go back and redo that one. And I'm not going to try it again. But we we value our our listeners' privacy. So I won't say more than the name Jay and Angie. Um, and, And Jay asked, let me read, is Jay the sexiest man you've ever met in your life? So, Okay, I've done it. Now I've asked. (laughs) <laughs> Let me just take a sip of alcohol. 
<laughs> yeah, so just Jay. while she's sipping the alcohol, yeah. by the way, they're the Tito's Moscow mules we're having. You guys are the ones who taught us about Tito's. I'll have I, to tell you that. I, I, I so wish we could get a Tito's sponsorship. Jay, it sounds yes. like they're trying really hard to avoid answering this question. <laughs> so, so we'll just what? move on. No, no, no I have no, an no, answer. No. I have an answer. Oh, yes. So. We, we haven't seen enough of Jay to know that we can answer that properly. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I, it's no big deal. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we only saw him in passing. I think there was a couple that was at the, uh, the podcasters meetup. Where but I, I love his enthusiasm. He came up to us and he said, when we get naked yeah. with each other... <laughs> We're still trying to pull Jay out of his shell. And, and, so he was shy. so shy. So shy. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you guys plan on coming back to Naughty in New Orleans? Yes, definitely. We it's it's funny because because we like new and different, and we like to try different events and different places uh, and hotel takeovers and different things. There's not very many that we repeat. And yes, Naughty in New Orleans, we're going to be at again next year. Excellent. That's that's, def- yeah. that's a definite. And, so. and, and before I let you go, any other events you guys plan on attending anytime soon? There is a weekend takeover in Niagara Falls called Valentine's in Niagara, which is called VIN. Um, it's put on by one of the local club's owners here, and we went last year. So that's another rare repeat that we're going to be doing because they do a really great job, considering we're here in the Great White North and uh, February is not very warm at all. <laughs> So it's neat because it's a hotel that has an indoor pool that's kept to tropical temperatures and indoor foliage, and it's they've done it up really well. So it's awesome. a great break from the snowy winter, and so we enjoyed that last year. And considering we don't have a tropical trip planned for the late winter, that's what we're going to do again this year. And then we are booked for our first lifestyle cruise in the fall. Um, Sapphic Swingers, we actually heard about it through them uh-huh. and booked through their affiliate world and for the is bliss cruise bliss cruise yeah bliss cruise for the fall or the november 2019 so yeah we will we'll want to hear about that that uh, <laughs> cruise is something still on our to-do list yeah uh, well we have tied you guys up for Woo! almost an hour yeah i wish <laughs> i wish we had you guys tied up uh, you got three women tied up for an hour good for you oh, my <laughs> I'm going to have to go find that Sibian now. <laughs> Speaking of Jay, but no, that's another uh, no. story. Uh, <laughs> but, but seriously, I for, for our listeners, uh, I think that you will find that these two are the kind of folks that you want to go listen to. Their podcast is going to be named Toward Souls, and you need to go find that. Their intro episode is out. If it hasn't quite yet gotten through the uh, iTunes uh, gauntlet yet. It probably will be by the time we get this out, but you can also find it on Google Play and on Stitcher. But go go listen to episode zero. It's only about 13, 14 minutes, and it gives you a good intro to who these two are. It, there are a plethora of lifestyle uh, podcasts out there today, but this one is going to be very different. As and it's going to be worth your time to listen to. It really is. <laughs> you guys are so sweet. And <laughs> We can't wait for it to come out. Can't wait to see you two again. We could sit and talk with you all day and all night. And we appreciate you giving us. And we like Ni- Niagara Falls. We do like Niagara mm, Falls. There's still spaces. Yeah. Left. Yeah. Come on up. 
up is the wrong way to go this time of year, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you know when you well, got snow the, is pretty, and as long as you're through just there the for window, the, through the window, and then leave after the weekend, you're good. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, and and we know that it's Saturday night, and uh, you two probably have a lot of stuff to go do. We're just going to imagine your wild night. Actually, we've got we were invited to a pretty amazing sounding party tonight. It's a it's a it's a burlesque theme, and they've taken over an old Victorian mansion with like I don't know five six bedrooms that are going to have different themes in them. How fast can we get to Toronto? (laughs) So yeah, we're really looking forward to this. There's a a boudoir photographer too. Yeah, that's fun. It's just it sounds like it's going to be a blast, and so that's what we're heading to tonight. Okay. Well, we appreciate y'all spending your Saturday night with us. We'll try to get this out fairly soon. And we look forward to seeing you two in person again, and we really look forward to your new podcast. So any other questions for them, Mrs. Tango? I got nothing. Okay. You got nothing? nothing I got for nothing. Us. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, well, well, not in former got- questions, but... <laughs> Well, we've got cheers for you guys. Thank you so much for giving us our first full interview that tells us all about, tells everybody all about us. We really appreciate it. It's amazing. It's our pleasure. And and again, folks, the podcast is called Torrid Souls, T-O-R-R-I-D, Souls, S-O-U-L-S, and find it on your favorite podcast catcher. And we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, that was a lot of fun. We could have spent a lot more time talking with them. We could have. Um, They're talkers. We're talkers. Felt bad because they were going to a burlesque night tonight, and we were holding them up a little bit. If you're listening and you find them on Twitter, and they mention who they are on Twitter, you can see what they were wearing on burlesque night. Pretty hot. Yeah. So... Anyway, go check out their podcast. We'll put a link to that on our website. But it is Torrid Souls, S-O-U-L-S. So you can email us at tango at com. We'd love to hear your mail. We've gotten some mail from a number of people. And next episode, we'll go through some of those notes that you sent us. And some of them are really interesting questions and observations. So email us at tango at com. Our website is www.tourmoretotango.com. And on Twitter, we are at the number two or more to tango. So I think that's a wrap for the night. That is. So from Mr. Tango. I'm Mrs. Tango. Good night. Bye. You guys talk better than we do.
that's because they're, that's because you have they're, a, they're you have this you have this really robust voice, and uh, every time you say something, which is not very often, I notice, but you do, and it's like it's like it's like chocolate in our ears. Ooh. <laughs> it's just like ooh, ooh. Well, so that makes deep. me all tingly. <laughs> Wait, they actually wrote a bunch of questions. 